I'm Laura Austin. Dating and getting married was quite a journey for me, and now I can't seem to stop talking about it. So here we are on a podcast. Welcome. Today, I'm going to talk about looking for patterns in your dating life that you might be able to tweak a little bit and try something new to see if it helps your dating life grow and change in ways that you want it to, helping you move toward getting married. Before I get into that, though, I did want to say that momentum is totally a thing, you guys. (laughs) As of this recording, I launched the podcast last week, started with a few episodes, got them on there for you so you can get started. And now my goal is each week to release an episode, hopefully on Tuesdays. This is all dependent on my babysitter routine and when I have people, but my hope is to record on Fridays and release an episode on Tuesdays. So that's what you can expect from me. I have them kind of, I don't have the topics all laid out, but I have made a plan to record something each week and then kind of, I will reevaluate around like spring break time and decide if this is working for all of us, for me and for you, if you're enjoying it. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I just decided to do it, even though it wasn't all perfectly figured out. And it's so cool. And I'm excited about it. And just the little steps I've been taking and then actually going for it is so encouraging to me. So I'm like, okay, let's keep going. It's not perfect, but it's good. And we'll just make it work. So just be encouraged that taking simple actions can really help an area of your life that you might be feeling stuck in. So we're going to be looking today and trying to figure out if there are any there's a couple categories basically that you can look for patterns in. You want to look and see if there are any internal things that maybe thoughts you have or beliefs you have about dating or about particular things within dating thoughts or feelings that maybe you hadn't considered before that. Oh, what if I started thinking about it in a slightly different way that might help bring about some change or there might be some external changes that you need to make. These would be actions that things that you can do differently that might affect your dating life. So I have a bunch of examples for you that I'm going to try to get through in not too long of a time. That's one thing I'm still figuring out, uh, things I'm trying to tweak. I thought I was aiming for like a 15 to 20 minute. I was really aiming for 15 minute podcast episode. And now the first few I'm landing more in a range between 15 and 30 minutes. And a couple of friends I've talked to are like, that's fine. You can aim, you know, aim within there. So my goal is to be under half an hour. There might be some topics that are longer. I don't know. We're figuring this out as I go. So just so you know, I'm not quite sure how long this will be, but we're going to, we're just going to go with it and see what happens. Okay. We want to look for patterns and there's a couple ways to do this. So first off, and it kind of goes along with the internal external thing. You could do some external changes, just start taking some action and then see what happens. So you could start trying to meet new people start praying again, start talking to some friends about your dating life, and then kind of reflect on how that's going. So like do some things, see if it works, see if you like it, see if it means you start getting asked out or you're meeting, you know, whatever it is, if you're even encouraged is just doing some things. Are you finding yourself feeling more hopeful about getting married? Woohoo. That's awesome. (laughs) So that could be a way is to just try some things and see how you're doing. Another way is to really look at, or I suggest with my clients, we actually, they write out their dating history and then we kind of look at it and look for some patterns that we could tweak. If you need some help with this, if this has never occurred to you that like you actually already have a dating story, even if you're not in a serious relationship, even if you're not married, you have a dating story. It just so happens that, you know, your husband isn't there yet. (laughs) So even where my story is written out on my blog, Trav doesn't show up till 
maybe the fourth post. <laughs> there was a lot, a lot of things happened before he even showed up. So for you, this could be a great practice over this holiday break you have coming up if you have time off from work to actually write out your dating story. And I will have, there will be a blog post on my blog. It's probably the most recent one as once you hear this, it's not up there yet, but it will be when I release this, just of some questions to ask yourself about your own dating history. And these are the exact questions that I use when I have a new client and just need to get to know them and then also want them. It's, it's partly for me. It's also mainly for them to be able to reflect on where, where, where are they coming from as far as dating goes? So it's questions like, who was the first guy that you liked and had a crush on? Did anything come from that? How did your parents talk about dating? What was the kind of culture of dating in your family? What's like your parents' story or your siblings? Like, what, how was dating viewed? Did it have a negative kind of overtone? Was it talked about positively? What are some of the stories from your family that have affected your view of dating? Um, and then just even writing out significant crushes you've had, actual relationships, boyfriends you've had, were you engaged? All of these sorts of things, these add themselves to your dating story. And so it can be good to just like get your journal out and write it out or type it out, whatever you want to do. And it can be really simple. Just list things out. You could write it like a story. It's your story. Um, whatever would be most helpful for you. And then be able to start to reflect on, do you notice anything that's happening in a similar way over time? And I'm going to get into some examples. And hopefully that will get you thinking for your own life. Even if I bring up one that isn't your story at all, it can just help hearing different examples. It starts to help you figure out, okay, how does that apply to my life? Or what's the wisdom that I can pull from that example? So I'm going to start with my own situation and my pattern I noticed was that I was not getting asked out at all, <laughs> like was not going on any dates and was just not getting asked out even. So internally, I think what was going on for me is that I believed that, well, that was just kind of God's will for me. And I didn't have any, there was no way for me to change that. I just felt there's no way for a woman to change whether or not she gets gets asked out. She's either asked out a lot or she's not. And I just thought I was in the camp of like, I'm not getting, I just don't get asked out a lot. I kind of then started to believe that I wasn't pretty enough or that there was something wrong with me. And maybe I didn't think on those thoughts like that, but that was just kind of in my subconscious. So that was really what was going on internally. And when I started paying attention to those things, I was like, Oh, some of those things are very unhealthy and I disagree with them or what have you. But I'm actually going to set aside the tweaks I made for that till the end of the episode. And I'm actually going to tell you about this the first time I flirted. So that'll be at the end. But I wanted to actually take a step back because once I noticed, okay, the pattern is I'm not getting asked out. What's actually even a step before that is that I wasn't meeting any new guys. So I you know, internally, I didn't think it was up to me to meet new men. And I kind of looked down on women that did that. I thought that was just like the boy crazy girls that did that. And so that was some really judgy thoughts going on in my mind. And externally, it, that really played out into the fact that I just had my routines and they did not involve new men. So I was, you know, I was an elementary school teacher, so I was not meeting new men <laughs> in that situation. And then at church, I was really involved with women's ministry and children's ministry which there are guys that help with children's ministry, that's for sure. But I was even helping with the babies in the nursery. So I even was like, started thinking through at some point in my process, oh, I could still help with kids, but maybe I help with the older kids where there are other guys 
that are involved. Like just men don't typically volunteer in the nursery, you know? So it was little things like that starting to realize, oh, I have these patterns and habits where I'm just not meeting new guys. And so to tweak that, I needed to consider, is it okay for me to meet, to like intentionally meet new men? Is that okay to want to date and try to meet new guys? I said, I decided the answer was yes, that it was okay to do that. And then I needed to change up my routines to help that happen. I started going to that party where I didn't know very many people because that's actually the best kind of party. There's new people I don't know. I started sitting in a new spot at church sometimes. I tried to talk to friends about a setup. I, you know, and do they know anyone that I could meet? I started trying online dating and dating apps. Maybe you say hello to people as you're out and about or try doing activities that men are also interested in instead of just doing things that women do. I remember there being points when I (laughs) was single where it was like people talking about, oh, time for a girl's night. And I'm like, every night is a girl's night. I need some men in my life. So there was just a point of noticing that and then tweaking it to try to figure out how do I start meeting some new guys. Okay. Another pattern you might see, maybe you are on the other extreme. And I have worked with a few women like this as they're telling me their story we realize that they actually easily meet new men. So they either have no problem with dating apps. They're just like, oh, I met this guy. We met up for you know dinner. And then I met this other, and I can't keep straight. I'm already like, oh, I cannot keep straight all these different guys you have in your life. Great. We are already past go. We will keep going. <laughs> so as, I, as you think about that dating timeline, they're good to go in the meeting new people phase and meeting new men. That's not something they need to work on. They're already good at that. And so you may be thinking, yeah, I'm actually pretty good at meeting a lot of new people, but it doesn't ever lead to a relationship. And so what the couple, the women that I've worked with, that this was the case for them, they really kind of would freak out as a few dates had happened. And then maybe some more talking communication needed to happen with the guy or a relationship was kind of on the horizon. They would totally freak out. It just, the idea of commitment really felt like too much pressure And it felt like forever and they just didn't know what to do. And so they would stop. And so they would either ghost the guy or just stop talking to him and they would move on to meeting someone new. Right. But it was this constant, lots of new people, no relationships at all. And so the little tweak, the thing that I would suggest with them was to to take the pressure off, relieve the pressure to decide if this is a relationship yet and still just go on one more date. Just ask yourself, do you want to hang out one more time? And typically the answer was like, yeah, I could hang out one more time. And it's like, okay, we go on one more date. It's really extending that early phase of dating so that you don't have to decide after a couple dates if you can be this guy's girlfriend. No, just calm down and give yourself one more time. Go on one more date. And then after that date, would you like to go one more time? And you're talking to the guy about this. You tell him, hey, I tend to get a little freaked out when considering if I should be in a relationship with someone, would you be up for us continuing to casually get to know each other and just kind of going date to date for a bit? Having those conversations with someone can be really helpful and get you through the time when you're kind of freaking out. Okay. Another pattern that maybe you would notice in your dating history or how you act right now in dating. Let's say you meet someone and you start to like them and then you crush on them for months and months, maybe years ask me how I know. (laughs) So internally, what's happening is you're probably believing that, oh, I just have to wait and see if he's interested in me. Like there's nothing for you to do to help encourage things towards a date, basically. 
Or maybe you're afraid of getting rejected. I got to this place where I realized, wow, I am really afraid of him not liking me back. And so I just kind of freeze and don't do anything, right? This might externally look like you being friends with this guy and you're just living off of whatever little interaction, like, oh, I got to see him at church for a few minutes and, oh, a group of us went to a movie. And so I got to chat with him after the movie. And you're living off of these like little few interactions. And honestly, it's like, let's move things along faster. That's my hope for you. So let's tweak it. And as soon as you start to notice that you're interested, that you're attracted, but either to them physically or you're attracted to talking to them, what if you showed interest? What if you notice that in your own mind internally and then externally you let the guy know that you're interested? That might be seeking him out to talk to him when you're hanging out in a group or seeing him wherever you see him at school or work or church or whatever. It might be suggesting a one-on-one hangout like, hey, let me know if you want to see that movie this weekend that we talked about actually just put it out there. We should hang out (laughs) sometime. Or it might be making eye contact, smiling, like showing, like laughing at his jokes, like just showing him that you notice him can be a way to show that you're interested because he really does need to know that you would say yes in order for the pursuit of saying, hey, I'm going to take you on a date. We need to help that process along. Okay. What if, let's find, have another pattern here. What if you are someone who talks to guys, you get asked out on dates and you find yourself in relationships very quickly. So it happens fast, right? And this either is something that you freak out later or it's kind of crashing and burning again and again. What we want to do is slow down that early phase. This is a great, a little tweak you can make is to kind of tell yourself, okay, I can take marriage seriously as the end goal, like I can think highly of marriage and know it is a large, big decision I need to, I'm going to be making. And I want to take that seriously. You can do that. And a, a wise way to do that is to actually chill out about the beginning and to be more casual, not flippant. It just means going slower, recognizing that you can date in a way that really looks like intentional friendship because you're just trying to get to know someone. I would advise that you're still communicating. Would you like to go on a date? Like people, you both know that these are dates, but you're not choosing exclusivity right away. You still know like both of you could be going out with someone else or you just know in your mind that this is not my boyfriend yet or this is not my girlfriend yet. I also would recommend that you're not showing physical affection yet. Even if you're attracted to the person, you're choosing to save that physical affection for once you are boyfriend, girlfriend. And again, that's obviously something that you can decide, but there's ways to make it more casual while both people knowing what's going on, but not needing to jump into being boyfriend, girlfriend exclusive after just a couple dates. Like it can be a longer, much longer early phase so that you both have time to figure out if you like being together, if you like, if you are a good fit to, to one another. And that can keep you from a lot of heartache that sometimes time is just a really helpful ingredient in this whole thing. So the tweaks that you're making there are just telling yourself to slow down (laughs) and having lots of clear communication with the man that you're seeing and wanting to talk about where's, you know, is, do we need to define this yet? Do, Do we need to be exclusive yet? Things like that, being willing to talk things out. All right. Another pattern might be maybe you go on a lot of first dates, but none of them lead to a second date. So lots and lots of first meetups with someone from a dating app or setups or just meeting someone and you go on a date, but then nothing happens, right? Internally, what might be going on here? What are some patterns you might notice? Maybe you are 
thinking that a first date has to be super magical or you have to have this remarkable connection with a guy and or no awkwardness. Like a first date that's gone well and should lead to a second date should not be awkward at all. Well, that might be something to notice and be like, well, maybe we could tweak that. Maybe I need to think about that in a little bit of a different way. Like maybe if I just had an okay time and it was, and he's a good guy, he seems like a good guy. Maybe I should go on a second date and see what he's like on a second hangout time. You know, there's ways for you to stop and notice how you're treating it. Because what would happen for me, I kind of got to a place where I grew in my ability to meet guys grew in my ability to start getting asked out. I wasn't getting asked out all the time, but it was a lot more than I used to be. <laughs> so I was starting to have some progress there, but I did start to notice I was this was happening to me. I was only going on a lot of first dates. And so I needed to tweak it. And I started to treat going on a second date like a goal. I just decided I'm going to start going on second dates. And that was such a different way to view it than what I was thinking before. Because again, I used to think I had no control over these things. And it's like, no, you can just decide to go on some second dates, make that a goal. And so what did that look like? That internal process was changing how I thought about it. I do have some control over whether or not I go on a second date. And then externally, that looked like working on the end of the first date, because I noticed I was super awkward at the end of first dates. So kind of like how I didn't know how to flirt when I first knew a guy or met a guy, I realized I was getting awkward at the end of first dates because I wasn't sure, is he going to ask me out again? Do I want him to ask me out? I don't know. Maybe he's going to text me later. So all these thoughts are going through my mind and I needed to stop and just keep making eye contact and smile and say, thank you for hanging out tonight <laughs> and try to focus, just kind of simplify it and then worry about the second date later, you know, and also just kind of establish some things that if the guy asked in the moment, if it was fine, I could either say, can I text you later? Like if I needed time to think about it by yourself that time, or just say yes to a second date. If you're trying to work on second dates. And if the guy has asked, be like, sure, <laughs> unless you haven't felt safe or there is something super obvious why you should not hang out with this person. Could you hang out one more time? That's all we're trying to figure out. So when Trav and I went on our first date, this actually, I was still in the middle of working on this when Trav and I went on our first date. So he and I ended our first date. It felt like we had a super awkward side hug at the end of the date because I did not know how to hug guys that were tall because <laughs> I felt like hugging a side hug. I'm like, I'm like up against his chest. I just met this man. What am I doing here? So I felt I just felt like I didn't end it well. So I come, I can visually still picture where I was in my condo. I come up to my, my house, I'm inside and I'm like, I really like him. And I feel super awkward at the end of this date. And I'm worried that I ruined it and he's not going to ask me out. So I was just, I was freaking out. And I was like, Laura, stop. <laughs> so I tried to pay attention to my thoughts. What am I doing right now? I was like, what do you need? And I thought I need some closure. I don't like how we ended that date. And so the next thought I had was go get some closure. So I just sent him a text that said, Hey, Trav, thanks so much for lunch. I really had fun with you today. Hope you have a good rest of your work day. And guess what happened after that? He proceeded to text me back. And then we texted the rest of the afternoon. He's sending me pictures of his view from his office. It was so fun. And, you know, mind you, then I didn't know what to do next because I hadn't gotten to this point with anyone before. <laughs> so that's a story for later. But it was so good that I had been working on noticing patterns and that in the moment when I found myself acting like I used to act, oh, I used to be really awkward at the end of dates. Okay, 
how do we tweak that? Like in the moment of that dating situation, I tweaked it and tried something new. Text the guy, say you had a nice time, try to get the closure that you need. And it worked well. I was able to connect instead of feeling disconnected from him. I was able to reconnect with him and keep the conversation going. That was, there was a good moment there for tweaking things. So if you're in a situation where you have lots of first dates and you just want to get to a second date, deciding that you're going to do that. And then just externally thinking, how could I kind of encourage a second date? That's what we're looking for. What is your role in helping a second date happen? It might be sending the thank you text afterwards, a couple days after the date, maybe checking in. And if the guy doesn't respond, guess what? His loss. Let's move on to the next. You were just trying to try something new. You were trying to go on another date, hang out with another person, have a nice time with them. And if he's not interested, that's okay. You just move on to the next person. It's it's his loss for sure. Here's another pattern. What if you keep ending up with the wrong guy for you? You find yourself in a relationship and it's really someone you either have some toxic patterns or it's really unhealthy and it's just not a good fit. Internally, you might be not thinking it through enough. Maybe you need to slow down that early phase a little bit and give yourself some time to see who this person is and be able to imagine what would your life with them be like if you continued to date them. There is a place for thinking ahead. Sometimes, kind of as I was talking about, if you're in a place where you're freaking out about a relationship, that person might be thinking too much ahead, right? We need to slow it down, stay in the present, just go one date to one date to one date, right? Some people are moving too quickly and they're not thinking ahead enough. And so you have to figure out if you, which place are you in? Do you need to think ahead a little bit more? Also, what can be really helpful if you're not good at that is really involving your people more, dating within community, getting people on your team, asking them for help, asking them to pray for you, and then asking them if they notice this pattern. If you're like, you know, I wrote out my dating history and I noticed that I keep ending up with guys that are not healthy or not treating me well or just not a good fit for me. What do you think about that? I'm sure positive your friends have thoughts on that. (laughs) So getting some feedback from them. And then as you start meeting new men, asking your friends help, have them look at the dating profile with you, have them look at the messages you guys are sending back and forth. Don't do this on your own, but ask people to help you. And I think it's so great to introduce guys to your friends or your family pretty early on. It doesn't have to be this big, serious thing like, I'm bringing someone to meet you. It's like, no, we make it casual. I think before you even decide to be exclusive is actually really, really helpful while you're casually dating, just going on some of those early dates. It could be you're on a second date and you went to dinner and you're like, oh, my friends are hanging out. You know, why don't we stop by and say, hey. So you stop by for half an hour at your friend's apartment where they're playing games and you let your friends meet the guy. There's ways to include your community that help you make a decision so that you don't just keep repeating something again and again if you're ending up in relationships that are really not good for you. All right, let's go back to the first pattern I noticed that I was not getting asked out. Once I had started meeting new guys, I then had to figure out how to get asked out. Okay, I do believe I have a role here. And so I needed to notice what was going through my mind, what internally was I believing or fearing when I was talking to a single guy, right? Now, what I noticed is I was either putting myself down and so really worried about what he thought about me, what he thought about what I looked like, worried about what I was saying, did I sound dumb or what have you. I was either putting myself down or I was putting him down, which neither of those things is really a very lovely way to live your life. Let's instead 
try to encourage one another and be kind to ourselves, right? Basically, I was either fearing rejection. So that's why I would put myself down. If I thought the guy was great or cute, I was fearing rejection. So I was worried that I would get turned down or I was fearing awkwardness. So I'm putting him down. Oh, what if this guy who's kind of awkward and weird, what if he asks me out and I either have to say yes, which I don't want to say yes to a date with him, or I have to say no to him. And I really don't want to have that conversation. And so instead, I would just kind of shut down and, you know, it would come across as shyness or not interested. And so really, my behavior was turning away both the awkward guys and the guys that were good options for me to be talking to. So I needed to tweak that. It was not working. I needed to find a way to move past that. So to tweak it, I need to stop putting myself down. I didn't need to puff myself up. I really just needed to focus on the guy, like try to listen to what he's saying and then respond. That is a great way to not put yourself down is fill it with something else good. Oh, let's be a good listener, a good question asker, a good conversationalist and try to focus on the other person rather than putting myself down all the time. And then I also needed to make eye contact and smile. I know I've talked about these before and I will talk about them in the future, but they are very powerful tools. One other piece of this is that you need to try these things, focusing on what the other person's saying, eye contact, smiling. Try this on everyone you're talking to. It just have that be like, try to consistently be the same kind of person when you're talking to different people. If we don't want to try to be discerning, is this should like, is this someone I should flirt with? Is this someone I should make eye contact with? Is this someone I should smile at? That's too much going on in your mind as you're interacting. We need to try to be consistently kind of open as we're out and about and meeting new people and what have you so that you're not accidentally like shutting yourself off to a great guy who might be interested in talking to you more. So that's kind of the like, th this is all th that I think flirting is, you know, like it's just being open and showing someone that you notice them. Right? So the first time I flirted, I had been reading Dr. Cloud's book, talking to friends, trying to pray again, trying out new things. I think I'd been on a couple dates at this point, maybe setups. And I went on a trip to Colorado to visit my cousins. And one of my cousins invited some friends to go bowling. So we all went. And I ended up talking to this guy who was a friend of my cousins. I don't even think she knew him super well. Now in the past, old Laura old Laura, who was not proactive in her dating life, she would never have given this guy the time of day because we lived in a different state. I'm never going to see you again. I don't even know if you're a Christian. I, why would I have a conversation? I'm like, I didn't even necessarily think he was that cute off the bat. Why would I do that? New Laura is like, I talk to anyone because this is good practice. I need to practice these things. So we just started talking and asked him questions about his job in the military and what he liked to do and whatever. We're just like, it's just a conversation, right? And at one point, my cousin said, hey, what are you guys talking about over there? We hadn't been talking for all that long, mind you. She says, what are you guys talking about? And he turns to her and says, oh, I'm just trying to get your cousin to move to Colorado. And I was like, what? I, he hasn't said anything about that. And then my mind caught up and was like, oh, I think he's flirting. <laughs> and I was like, oh, ha, ha. you just like laughed it off. But in my then I freaked out because like, oh, no, he's flirting with me. I don't know what to do next, you know. But later that night... I was going to bed and I, this is why it was such a big, like if you knew me before y'all, this was such a big moment. I'm going to bed and I'm kind of praying through the evening. And I just was like, Lord, I feel like such a girl. Like that was so fun <laughs> because I had started to tap into 
this like dance that happens between men and women as they are interacting and getting to know one another. And it's that piece that I had really been cutting off for so long just because I would write guys off before ever giving them a chance because I was kind of being shy, not looking them in the eye or smiling. And really all I did was have a conversation. I was not dressed provocatively. I was not touching him. I was not doing anything that I would later regret, right? It was just being open and trying to have a conversation. So that was a really big moment where I noticed I had noticed a pattern and I needed to tweak it. And wow, did I see growth from that? Because now mind you, I didn't know how to like close the deal after that. Like he made that cute remark. He did not ask for my number. I did not ask for his. I don't know if he was a believer from there. It was like, oh, how do I start asking questions to find out if a guy's a Christian or how do I make sure he knows where to contact me? Like those were lessons for another day. But in that moment, just getting the conversation started, giving him a chance was a really good beginning. So anyhow, those other lessons were other patterns to tweak down the road. Okay. There's a lot I've just thrown at you. I could keep going, (laughs) y'all. You know I could. And I think this podcast will be a lot of this, looking for patterns, thinking through what are some wise ways that you could try tweaking that, and then reflecting, how did that go? Do you like how that felt? Do you want to try that again or what have you? We're going to keep kind of doing this sort of thing, trying to grow in discernment by looking at different scenarios and thinking through how could you try something new in that area. I hope you have a chance to think through your dating history or to try something and think through like, is there an internal or external pattern that you could tweak and try in a different way? And I hope that you have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time.